Hey everyone, Shauna here. Before we get into this week's episode, I just want to say that the next Bomb Booty instructor training cohort is happening this month, April 22nd. If you are a dance party starter, or if you know of a dance party starter that wants to join the mission of holding healing space for people to get down with their bad selves and to share joyful movement. That's what we're up to. And uh, I'm calling it in. Calling in my dance party starters. Um, yeah, if that's you, get in touch with me on Instagram. My Instagram is Shauna, S-H-A-W-N-A underscore Mox, M-O-X. Or you can visit bombbooty.com. That's B-O-M-B-O-O-T-Y.com. For all the deets for that program. And the cohort does start April 22nd, but you can actually access and dive into all of the material right away. Um, we have a, a new payment plan that I just added. So um, for those of you who the payment plan would help out, um, that's there now. It's um, All the information is on the website, bombbooty.com. Again, B-O-M. B-O-O-T-Y. And without further ado, here is a really riveting and awesome conversation with my friend and fellow healer, Laura Flair. Welcome back to the Calling It In podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Mox. And today I'm so excited. We have my friend and fellow healer out in the world. Hello Laura and Flair. welcome to the she Calling It In podcast. Psychology I'm your host, Shauna Mox, practitioner in training. Get into it. Laura, welcome. Thank you, Shauna. So good to be here. I'm yeah. so honored. It's so good to see you. <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> Laura, uh, can you expand a little bit on what you do and what you focus on as a spiritual psychology coach and practitioner? Yes, absolutely. So what I do um, is essentially I help people to come back to the truth of who they are through understanding the way that the universe works, understanding the way that they work through the creative process. Um, I specifically specialize in helping people to clear out trauma by the roots. So not just like dealing with the symptoms of trauma and, you know, like band-aiding them, but actually pulling this, the traumas out by the root. Mm -hmm. um, so that way they can come back to a place of well-being of like overall well-being and be able to embody their soul aligned purpose and prosperity. Mm, I love it. Trauma. I feel like trauma is, um, there's like just a lot of conversation and I'm not sure if it's because I live in this world of personal development and, you know, spiritual growth and all of this, but I think it's both. I think both I'm in the world and I think people are talking about trauma and, and taking it like really seeing, seeing the effects of trauma and then being like, okay, how can we heal this to move forward? Like I, I like, at least for me, I think, I didn't realize how big of a deal it is for myself and for other people, you know? So I'd love to know, cause, okay. So we met quite a few years ago now 
I don't even, I want to say, I actually think it was like end of 2016, 2017 ish time. Cause it was right when my first meltdown was happening. My spirit burn was happening, <laughs> um, which was like January, 2017. And, um, and I know you have been on quite a journey and you weren't quite yet in this work yet at that point. So I'd love to hear a little bit about how, how you got here. Yeah. Well, um, that's a, that's a lot of things to say. I know, I know, <laughs> um, but I, I can definitely like bring it down. Um, and yes. And I remember, you know, like actually the meeting with you and that whole part of my journey has, was actually a big part of my journey as mm. well. Um, so I'd like, I'll, I'll touch on that a bit, but um, just to go into, I guess, like why I got to where I am is like, it's the, it's been the trauma, the journey of trauma, the journey of trauma healing. I did not know that I was traumatized. Mm. I mean, I knew that I had been, I mean, I'll be just be straight up front, right? Like I'd been sexually abused by, I call him the stepdad, mm. <laughs> um, removed from my home at the age of 11, raised in foster homes, group homes, um, raped multiple times by people that I thought were my friends. Um, and the list goes on, you know, those are just the things. And I knew that these things happened to me. However, I didn't realize the impact they had on me. And I never considered myself to be traumatized. I never considered that trauma was something that I related with, um, until maybe even like within the last 10 years, it's been, mm -hmm in witnessing my oldest son in his experiences, he experiences opiate addictions, mm. um, and homelessness. And so in witnessing him in his journey, I've noticed I've, I started learning about trauma there. And then through some major traumatic incidences of him overdosing, um, his brother finding him, I was majorly traumatized in that. And I woke up to all of the trauma that was within like all of the the symptoms of trauma that were already within me. I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a traumatized mess. Um, and I started really looking at my life and around the time that I met you is when things really started, I guess, like shifting and waking up for me inside. I knew that something, something had to change, but I didn't know what it was because I didn't know what was going on inside of me. Like, and I just wanted to say this to anybody listening, like there was never anything wrong with me. There was never anything broken within me, mm -hmm. even though I thought at the time that there was, I thought I was broken. Yeah. I thought everything was wrong with me. Um, but, uh, actually the experience, and I'm, I'm so glad to have this conversation with you because I was literally thinking about having this conversation the day before you reached out to me. Oh. We got like, it oh, on the airwaves. Wouldn't it be so <laughs> cool to have this conversation on like a podcast or something? So and cool. then, so, um, when we met, so at that point I had been studying Reiki for a little while. So energy okay. work and I was doing, um, I was actually offering Reiki to some of the girls in, um, Morro Bay mm -hmm. and then, a mutual friend introduced us as you were going, you were experiencing what you were experiencing. And then that's when we started spending some time together. That's right. And that experience for me 
um, helped me to understand who I was. Mm. And then I was actually able to hold space for people. Yeah. Um, and I didn't quite understand it at the time, but it really sat with me. It's had a huge impact on me and made a huge imprint on me. And then the next time that I actually like had gone to Mexico and I remember that around the date, cause I had just bought my van when I met you as well. And I drove mm-hmm. that van down to Mexico. And then when I was coming back up, I think it was like the next spring or I can't quite remember when it was, I was coming back up and I was coming back into your area. And I had the most incredible, like energetic experience when I was coming back into that area where I, like, I felt like I was, I don't know. I felt like I, I had taken like 50 hits of LSD or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it was just like this, it was, it was an overnight experience and it was, I, I don't even know how to describe it as otherwise than profound. Um, and that was another pivotal moment in me recognizing the energy that flowed through me. And so over the next few years I had spent, I, I made the decision. I'm like, something needs to change. I don't know what it is, but I was like trying to figure things out. And I started to put myself, um, in like the self-development world and in the healing world and kind of dabbing my toes in like, what is it that I need to heal? What, ha- what, what is, and at that time I thought I was like, what's wrong with me? What is mm-hmm. wrong with me? And what can I heal? Right. So I started looking at all of the things that were wrong with me. <laughs> mm-hmm. and so I spent a few years doing that, all these things that were wrong with me. Um, and then when that pivotal moment, when my son overdosed, um, I actually, like, I went into the deepest depression, anxiety, suicidal idolations, all of the things. Like, I thought I was a complete failure as a human. I thought that I was a complete failure as a mother. Um, and why even bother? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that was when it came to me, like, in the midst of that, it came to me that there was nothing wrong with me. And I've been trying to... F- fix something when there was nothing to be fixed. Yeah. And I was able, I started really diving into like Dr. Gabar Mate's work. Um, Mm. Dr. Bessel van der Kolk, Kolk, Dr. Bessel van der Kolk, um, his work and a lot of other, you know, big names in, in the trauma industry. Um, I started getting educated in polyvagal theory, Mm. um, for my own, for my own healing. And I started, I actually took a soul purpose course and I I started really aligning with who I am and what I'm here for. Um, And part of that was to share my story. Like I got a a calling when I went on a a spirit quest. So like a a day out in nature or like an overnight out in nature um, to write a book and share my story. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Um, And I also got a calling to help other people who are going through things that I've been through. So I got certified in trauma-informed coaching and it was all geared up to start my business with trauma-informed coaching. And I found my coach and mentor, Dr. Aaron Fall Haskell, who has absolutely changed my life, um, who does offers business coaching. And so I went into her program because she talks about spirituality and trauma and all of these things. And then I found out that I still had a lot of trauma that I had to, had to deal with. I had been seeing therapists for a while. Um, but this 
this work in like the spiritual psychology coaching and the E4 trauma method, which she has actually created from um, new thought principles and science of mind principles is where we're actually clearing the trauma out by the root. So Mm. when we start a business, as I'm sure, you know, our trauma comes up, (laughs) especially when we're starting a business, helping other people with trauma, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I went into her program and she has multiple levels to her program. So the business is just kind of like a starter, starter level. Um, And then she also has, it's called the spiritual warrior where people start to understand, you know, themselves from the spiritual universal perspective. Um, And then she also offers um, training in the coaching and spiritual practitioners. She also, she's a doctor of divinity herself, and she is trained to, um, be able to certify people, actually accredit people through Emerson theology. Awesome. So, um, so pretty shortly after getting into the program, I went into the trauma coaching. Um, I went into that program to get educated in it. And th- for the first year I was just working through my own stuff. Mm-hmm. It was like layer after layer, after layer, after layer. Um, and then I was finally able to start like coming into myself and being able to offer the work, um, And yeah, so it's really, you know, it's been a journey of self-discovery, understanding that, yeah, I was never broken. There's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. And understanding the experience, what the experiences of all these traumatic incidences actually had to do with how I created my life because Mm -hmm. I created my life. I created it all into existence. Mm Mm-hmm even the shitty things. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I think that that pretty much sums it up. Like, I mean, there's a lot more in there, but. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, I really love, I really love the part you said of coming to this place of realizing that <clears throat> you're not something to fix. I see that a lot. I, I am probably guilty of that as well. Um, and I remember learning that in the coach training program that I took where they were like, you know, our job is not to relate to our clients as things to fix. Like our clients are whole, complete, nothing to fix. (laughs) And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) And actually we would, we had a, So as part of the program, we would have different speakers come in every month. And one of the speakers was a therapist. And I remember during her presentation, our mentors like reminded us like, you know, there's nothing to fix. There's nothing broken. And the therapist was like, kind of looked in this way of like, well, that's not how I see it. Like, like almost like that is how therapists see it. And I have, I have had the experience working. I've had some great experience with therapists and I've also had this experience with therapists where it's like, what's the diagnosis? What's the, what's the thing wrong with you? And from that framework. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, absolutely my most profound healing has been the loving of all parts of myself and the, the integrating of all parts of myself and the welcoming of all parts of myself. And Mm -hmm the revealing, like, it's not, I always say, I always tell people, I'm like, personal development is actually not even the right word (laughs) in my opinion, because I feel like it's more like personal revealing 
Like it's just getting to the, like you said at the beginning, getting to the truth of who we are and removing those barriers, removing those limiting beliefs or those, you know, quote unquote truths or these paradigms that we think is just the way it is. And then once those shift, you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> hold on. So, um, I love, I just, I just loved everything that you just shared. Um, I'm really curious, like I, if you, so let's say you started this journey really within the last 10 years, right? Yeah. Um, if you could go back to the version of you before, like even having the aha around how trauma has been impacting your life. Like, what is one thing that you would say to that version of yourself? You know, I've thought about this question often whenever I hear somebody else ask it to somebody and I'm like, really just keep going. Mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't give myself any advice to do anything different because yeah. if I did anything different, I wouldn't be where I am. Totally. It's so funny because Anytime I've been asked, all I say is like, just hang in there. <laughs> just, keep, yeah. just keep going <laughs> and hold on tight. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I would love to backtrack on a point that you made Yeah, too, is like, um, like when you were just talking about not being fixed. Right. And this is something like, I absolutely just love sharing this with people because everybody says how inspiring it is. Um, I recently have cleared my body of Graves disease. Um, oh my God. Yes. Let's talk about all of that. <laughs> and, and this is, it all comes back to not having to be fixed. Right. It is like, it was interesting. I was so frustrated when I started experiencing it because it was shortly after I started my spiritual psychology school. And I was like, I'm just getting into all this work. Like, why am I getting, why am I getting ill? Like what's, what's wrong with me? I thought that I wasn't doing the work proper or whatever, all of these things. And it was a huge mind fuck. Um, what I came to learn, and this is the number one key that I just really want people to understand is a, there's nothing wrong with you and everybody's already healthy. Mm -hmm. like this, this was the pivotal turning point for me to be able to clear this dis-ease from my body was knowing that I'm already healthy. So we're already completely whole exactly as we are. And I see this and I've seen this like with, with other people who experience ailments, like a lot of my, um, a lot of my peers, I guess, what do you, classmates, my fellow classmates have experienced cancer mm. and they've moved past cancer. They've experienced like all of these health things and moved past health things. Like there's actually a, um, mental healing as part of science of mind, right. Where we can heal through our mind, yeah. but there's, there's a really important thing to look at. And this is like in the, the whole healing industry is we can already be healthy and still want better for ourselves. So healing doesn't mean that we're fixing something. It means that what you touched on, we're loving ourselves, every single part of ourselves. We're loving ourselves, whether or not we have, we experience, we don't have 
cancer. We don't have graves. We experience these things based on what's going on inside of us. Right. We love it. We say, I love you. And I know you talk about this. I love you body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love you experience of graves disease. Thank you for showing me what has been going on inside my consciousness. Thank you for showing me the limiting beliefs I've had about myself. So that way I can choose to stay or choose to do something different. Mm. And I chose, like I did a, a very clear decision of life and healing. Mm. And in doing that, I had to completely to surrender to the fact that maybe I will experience Graves disease for the rest of my life. Maybe I will experience these symptoms for the rest of my life. And I had to be okay with that. But in making that decision, radical, (laughs) I was able to actually make other decisions to create the environment that it took to actually clear the symptoms. So, wow, that is so, I'm so enthralled by all of this because I kind of think of it as, um, like, well, I'll, I'll share just my experience. So I had postpartum psychosis and it was very similar to the thing I experienced right when we met. And part of my, part of my journey was what Western clinical, whatever would call depression and uh, classic having a hard time getting out of bed, having a hard time putting on new clothes, the whole thing. And really the inner feeling of stuckness, like it felt like it was going to last forever. It felt like, oh, this is my life now. Like I really understand, you know, I I wouldn't say that I, I got so far as to like have like suicidal ideation of like, how would I do it? But I got to the point of like, oh, I get it. I get feeling so helpless and hopeless that the only way out feels like that option, right? So, and, and, and I just like, I had to like lower my bar of life to like the lowest, you know, it was like, if I could get out of the house and run my dog, that was a win for the day. And it was like this for a few months. And, um, when that started lifting and then I was able to kind of look back at that time, what I realized is that the healing was happening. Even if I didn't feel the healing happening, the healing wasn't something I had to go out and get. The healing was something that I had to create the environment to allow. And Mm -hmm. that was, you know, I kind of already knew that, but I, but that was like such a loud example in my life that like, you know, when we cut ourselves, that cut starts to heal immediately. Our bodies are programmed for healing and health. Mm -hmm. Right. So I love what you said of like, we are all healthy and and what I would tack onto that is everything that we're experiencing is our body on its journey back to health. Yeah. And, um, and I do think the, the, I know that the mind is powerful 
in, in that process. Right. And it's, it like, and, and actually that part can be kind of a mind fuck, which it was for me because in the depression, I was like, I can't even see how anything could be different. Right. So, and I know all of this stuff. So then I was like, oh, am I just making it worse by like spiraling into the, you know, like it's, it's a, it's a dance. It's a, it's a total dance to like, cause you also don't want to bypass things. I don't think that that's like the only way to the other side is through. Right. Right. And, and trust me, I've tried all the ways to bypass or avoid or whatever, (laughs) and, but, and so I do tell, I do also explain that, you know, not like during that depression time, my, the best thing I did for myself was nothing was allowing myself to do nothing was allowing myself to get my bar down to like your, my default mode into like, okay, bare minimum here, bare minimum energy expenditure, sleep as much as you want. And then if you think about like, if you were to heal from a car accident, that's exactly what you would do. Like, you're not going to expect yourself to just pop out of bed the next day. (laughs) Right. So, so giving yourself that grace, um, and I think I, I relate this to like the thing in the personal development world where it's like, you got to be doing personal development all the time. Like there's kind of this, like that masculine energy about it. Right. At, at least like, and that was certainly the training that I was in and the world that I like my foundation is in. And when I was experiencing this, I was like, no, I'm not working with a coach. I am not working. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll go to a therapist because that's what the lawyer told me to do. Like I was just, he was okay. Like he helped me a little bit and it was nice to like have to be somewhere and talk to somebody that I was paying to like, listen to my shit. Right. Um, but there are times in our lives where we're just integrating and, and there's no doing about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you touched on something there is like our bodies know what they need to heal. And sometimes we just need rest. We need, and because if we're pushing ourselves to keep up with the Joneses or keep up with who we have been like our past versions of ourselves or who we expect ourselves to be, well, then we're expending that energy that our system really just wants to have that energy just for it's, it's healing. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And anytime that we experience like a mental ailment, a physical ailment, that's a symptom of something deeper, right? There's, it's a symptom of something that's, that's going on in our consciousness. And so if we're busying ourselves trying to fix it, well, then we're not addressing the root cause of it. Yeah. And this is a, topic that some people don't want to hear, but it's like where the medical system is really failing because the medical system wants to put band-aids on things, wants yeah. to put medications and I'm medications have their place. The medical system has its place. And also from my experience, from the experience that I've seen from so many people is that the medical system also really tries to fix 
yeah. person and it focuses on the symptoms, not the root cause. Absolutely. I mean, I was just in a conversation with somebody earlier today about my frustration with the Western medical system and the framework. It's the, mm-hmm. it's just the framework, right? Like the, we're not looking at a whole person. We're looking at systems. It, it's so compartmentalized a meat in my suit. opinion, <laughs> the meat suit, but then also even, even compartmentalizing that, like <laughs> not talking about how the circulatory system mm-hmm. is connected to the nervous system is connected to, you know, and it's like, <laughs> it's wild to me I, that my, the example that I shared was, um, when I, when I was trying to figure out throughout this postpartum psychosis situation, I did get my hormones tested at one point and I worked with a, with a nurse practitioner who was more of a holistic, uh, women's health. And she was sharing with me how my hormones were, were extreme. Like my estrogen level was extreme and my progesterone level was like, was extremely low. And she's like, absolutely having this kind of imbalance in your hormones can manifest as a manic episode and can look like this. And so I was like, oh, I didn't even know that that was a connection. Right. And I'm like, okay, I expect myself not to know certain things and we're all learning. Right. But then I go to, I go to, I, I got, I found like a new gynecologist cause I wanted to get some, like I wanted to test my hormone levels again. And I went in there to ask for the the hormone level testing. And they were like, your hormones don't have anything to do with postpartum. This is girl. I was like, what? I was like, what? That doesn't even make sense. That it has nothing to do with postpartum. She was like, that's a conversation you need to have with a psychiatrist. Like I told her I, I had experienced postpartum mania and psychosis. And this was like, I ha- I ended up having two hospitalizations about six weeks apart. So this was in the in-between time. And um, I was like, what? Like it may, it, I, I, it floored me. And I was like, okay, well, I'm never coming back here again, obviously, <laughs> because mm-hmm. if you can't even, if that, if that is your understanding as a gynecologist and as an OBGYN, then that we can't, that, mm-hmm. I, that makes no sense. It's you're, you're giving a fraction of the experience or you're studying the frac or you're considering the fraction of the experience. Right. So that was wild. Yeah. I had, and first I just want to like acknowledge and like, I'm sorry that you had to go through that and, and experience that with, with the medical system, because they are, you know, we want them, we hope that they're here to support us. (laughs) So it can be a disheartening experience when they're telling us that we need to go talk with a psychiatrist and that, you know, um, I had, I recently had a follow-up call with my endocrinologist, who's a Graves' disease specialist. And for anybody that doesn't know what Graves' disease is, it's an autoimmune condition that is also related to hormones. Um, mm. times in, in my is it, a, is it a thyroid? Thyroid hormone, yeah. Related, okay. 
my thyroid, like my throat was like a baseball in my throat. Um, it was so swollen. My hands, the feet, everything just hurt. I was, there was a lot of really not nice side effects to that. Um, but anyways, so I hadn't talked, I hadn't talked to the endocrinologist in a year. Um, the last time I talked to him, I was still like, my hormone levels were really, really high. Um, and he was telling me that I should get my thyroid removed. And I said, well, no, I'm not going to do that. And he said, okay, well, what's, what are you, what are you doing? Um, and I was on a hormone balancing medication at the time. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm taking what you're prescribing me with this hormone medication. Um, I'm also taking like this list of supplements and these and these and this, um, some I got from naturopaths and I've just done a lot of research around it. Um, and one of the things that I mentioned in this part of the conversation sticks with me was I mentioned that I was taking, um, a mushroom, like a five mushroom blend supplement. Right. And Mm -hmm. that was just part of the things that I was taking. Sure. And he said, well, um, no amount of mushroom powder is going to, going to heal you the way that having your thyroid removed would. And I was like, okay, well I beg to differ, but also you're fired. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't paying him. So (laughs) my doctor, my doctor was recommending that I talk to him just because he was like the only spec, like I'm in a rural place and he's the only specialist, um, here and like, okay, well, I'm going to talk to him and see what he has to say. Um, I'm probably not going to agree, but I'll hear him out because I want to know all perspectives. Right. Yeah. Um, and So then I didn't talk to him after that. I've been monitoring my hormone levels and I got to a place where, and I mean, I made a a lot of really big life shifts along with, you know, like my two years of training in spiritual psychology and multiple, multiple trauma sessions, multiple for myself as well, being able to like reprogram my subconscious mind and change my belief systems where I used to believe that I was ill. Like I was just somebody who was ill. I was codependent on being somebody who was Mm. ill. Like there's so many little nuances in there on why actually experiencing this illness in the first place, I wasn't able to speak my voice, hence the thyroid and the throat. Mm. Right. Um, So I was able to learn all about this. And then I was looking at the physical part as well. And I was adjusting my diet. Um, I'm previously have gone to culinary school like many years ago and I kind of shift my culinary knowledge to food as medicine. So nice. I started really looking at food, um, the things that I was putting in my body, the environment that was around my body, like in my relationship, my job, et cetera, et cetera, which I left all of that. Um, I am currently living in a beautiful little mountain cabin mm. or cabin in the mountains here. Um, And so I started adjusting things and I could feel my hormone levels. I can feel if my hormones are high or low, I can feel like if a food that I eat has anything, you know, like adjusts my hormones at all. I can feel if I'm in an experience where it's high stress, I can feel it in my body. So I started following that, making shifts as needed. And then I was able to wean myself off of the medication and come to a place where like I was actually feeling good. And I was monitoring my hormone levels the whole time, going for blood work the whole time, every eight weeks. Um, And then within about, within less than six months of me actually trying and putting all of the things into practice, my heart, I was able to bring my hormone levels to a normal place and they were so high um, just a year before that, like the doctor and the specialist said that the only way that they would come back down would be to get my thyroid removed or try radioactive iodine treatment or to, or I'd have to be on hormones balanced for the rest of my life. 
Oh my gosh. So, um, so when I wean myself off and, and my, my thyroid or my hormones came down, all my symptoms are gone. Um, I definitely like, I'm still building up my strength and stuff, but now I'm like, I'm out chopping a half, a half a quart of firewood a day. Right. Like I actually awesome. have some yeah. a year ago. I was like scared of a flight of stairs. Wow. Um, so when the endocrinologist called me to do his follow-up, like just to check in, this was like maybe a month ago. Um, and asked how I was doing. I was like, oh, I'm feeling great. I was pretty cocky in the conversation because I wanted to be. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah, I'm feeling really good. And he's like, oh, how's this symptom, that symptom? I'm like, oh, they're all gone. He's like, okay, well, what what are you at on your medications now? And I was like, oh, I weaned myself off of that like six months ago. And he was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Wow. Um, and I was like, yeah, the mushroom powder really worked. And he was like, what? He didn't remember that conversation, but I did. (laughs) And so I like backtracked on the conversation with him and he didn't really want to hear it. Yeah. And then he kept pushing me. He's like, so what happens? He's like, so you're, because your hormones are so high, you're at high risk of, of like, of, um, relapse. It's a different word, but that's the word that I can think of right now of it happening again. Right. Right. He's like, so what are you going to do if it happens again? I was like, well, I'll take a look at my environment and my foods and I'll adjust as needed. And he's like, and then if that doesn't work, I was like, I don't believe that will happen. <laughs> he's like, wow, you sure are confident, aren't you? I know he wanted to say cocky, but um, sure. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And then, so I started to share a little bit of the things that I was doing with him and he kind of brushed it off. And then we talked a little bit longer And then again, I was like, you know, like maybe you might want to look up like this guy, this guy, this guy, and, you know, like some more natural processes before suggesting people get parts of their body removed, because that can actually cause more harm than good. Like how many people do you know that have got their thyroid removed that are healthy for the rest of their lives? You look at studies, it just, it's very rare (laughs) because it's an underlying, there's an underlying cause, right? Um, and he told me, so he essentially said that he's not allowed to recommend anything else, right? It is against his like legal obligation to recommend anything else because he's educated in this Western medical field that he has to abide by those, um, not laws, like, but like that jurisdiction kind exactly. of exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he has to abide by that. And if he was to suggest to somebody to try a natural route before this and it didn't work, they could sue him. Right. Ugh. So he's like, well, our, my hands are tied. Right. And so like, I could tell at first that he didn't want to have the conversation. And then after like at the end, he was like, yeah, like I just, we just can't. Wow. So this is all of Western Western medicine. And I know I've heard this from teachers and social workers and like all of the people that are governed by government agencies, et cetera. Right. Is that you're not allowed. They're not allowed to look at the whole person. Cause of liability. They want to keep their job. <laughs> so that's why wow. a lot of people leave the medical field. That's I know a lot of nurses that have left nursing, Same. you know, not just for the burnout, but also because they're like, I know I can help people, but I can't help them doing what I'm doing as a nurse. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is good thing. There's Google and all kinds of other resources 
that we can empower ourselves to totally get into, you know, and, and just, I, I just so acknowledge your decision to not take his word as the only truth for you. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I have so many feelings right now. (laughs) but it's freaking awesome. Um, what you've created, what you've, what you have created for your life and healed. That's an absolute miracle. That's an absolute miracle. So I'm curious, um, you know, I don't, I don't, um, obviously I don't want you to like break confidentiality or anything, but I know you've been working with others, um, using these different tools and stuff. Is there any like stories or anything that you feel, um, inclined to share of like you've seen with the work or maybe even your colleagues? Yeah. I mean, you know, bringing in, so bringing in the wellness part of it is new for me. Um, I have been tiptoeing around talking about wellness with clients for a while. I've been talking about like trauma and like purpose work was my main focus for the past few years since I started uh, coaching and guiding people. Um, And then now that I'm incorporating wellness, like seriously, it, I mean, even with the purpose work, but with the wellness too, is like it warms my heart so much. Like one of the clients that I just finished working with, we were in a 12 week container. And when, when she came to me, like she was in like, not, not physical ailments, but kind of like, it was more like mental, like mental health stuff she was struggling with. Um, and like, she was at that point where she was like the life, the absolute basics of life. She like, just couldn't do barely anything. Um, and she was just hating herself. She was in an awful relationship. Um, and I even helped her like get packed up and get out of that relationship. But like now she's got her business back, back rolling. She's a massage therapist and she's able to like actually step out and like help her clients again. Like she had to completely step away from working with clients. She was on a disability leave. She was like, she was not able to do any of her work. Um, she was not able to like keep even friendships. She was having issues with that. And then now, I mean, it's been a few months since we finished working together and like, she's back at work. Um, she's building her, she's building her client list. She's working in, um, like a spa where she's able to, to have her clients there. She's starting to build more things. And it's just like being able to see the shift in people in like their well being is so, so beautiful. It's, mm. it's a gift in just that a hundred percent. Yeah. It's oh, so beautiful. So, um, so you, I mean, you mentioned that you work with people in a 12 week container, like if somebody's listening and is like, I think this is up my alley. Um, first of all, how do people find you? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So Facebook yeah. is the best way right now. Just Laura okay. Flair on Facebook. Okay. Wonderful. And we'll definitely have that in the show notes. And then, yeah. Do you have different ways that you work with people or do you, um, you know, like, can they, can they schedule like a free consult with you and then kind of go from there? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I offer free consults, uh, discovery call just to see where somebody's at, to see if working together would be a good fit. Cause you know, like not everybody's going to jive with me and I'm not going to, you know, be able to help everybody. So For sure. that discovery call is always a really important thing. Um, and even in that call, you know, like whether it's to, we wind up working together or not, everybody I've talked to is like raved about even just like the the information I can give them in one oh, call. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. Um, so I do have a link in my bio on my Facebook page. So it's just like, yeah, in the bio, it's the link tree and there's a link to book a discovery call. Okay, wonderful. So and then, yeah, I typically work in the, in 12 week containers, 12 or, or 24 week containers, um, depending on the needs. And yeah, and we just really dive into, I mean, my biggest thing is diving into trauma, right? Like it's yeah. this, the root of, of all of it. Right. And so, um, I have gentler practices where I work, um, like I use my energy work, working in sacred geom, like with sacred geometry and the energy grids to remove the old patternings and plant the seeds of truth. Um, so that's a part of, of what I do. And then we go into like deep, like shadow work processes where we're pulling the trauma out by the roots. We're releasing the emotions. We're releasing, we're pulling the trauma off the spiritual track, um, releasing it from the DNA because it goes, it's tagged with through epigenetics. We're being, we're able to like reprogram the subconscious mind. And with this work, like we, obviously we take in all the factors of everything else, you know, like where, where somebody is currently in their well being. Um, we look at, you know, like, do we need to look at using food as medicine? Do we need to look at like somatic and polyvagal practices to help regulate your nervous system? Um, and then another really big part of what the work that I do is, is like purpose work still, right? Because we need to know what we're doing this work for, yeah. right? If we don't yeah. have a vision, a goal, a why behind doing healing work, when it gets hard, we just give up. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I do a lot, um, a lot with that. And then the, the prosperity and money comes into it because we honestly, like we need to have money in this physical reality that we live in Yeah, and that helps us to do all of this other work. So 100%. So yeah. That's also a really big part. Um, so yeah, so all of that. And then I do also offer free master classes. I'm going to have another one coming up. I haven't set the date for it yet, but it's going to be mid April. Um, and this is going to be my first, well, I call it a free training really on talking about like how to really recover your well-being, so that way you can come into a place of your soul aligned purpose and prosperity. Um, that's awesome. So, that will be within my Facebook group, which okay, is- Okay, you have a group as well? I do, yeah. Okay, awesome. And that's called Wellbeing for Soul Aligned Purpose and Prosperity. Hey, all right, cool. Well, we'll make sure that we get all of that into the show notes so that people can just go visit there and do a little clickety-doo-dah. Um, you know, as you were speaking today- I heard something um, on the internet somewhere um, where the the deepest hole that you climb yourself out of is the source of your biggest medicine mm -hmm. to give to the world. I mean, mm -hmm. I definitely butchered that, how that was said, but, but the, <laughs> that's the essence of it, right? It's like, 
And I really see you embodying that through and through of everything that you, all of the healing that you have taken on for yourself from the deep rooted trauma to then like the layers and layers and then clearing the graves disease. I mean, that is just freaking awesome. Like I'm just so excited to see how that continues to serve like your communities and the world. It's really, really beautiful. Mm, I appreciate that reflection. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I'm grateful to be able to offer this out to the world. Heck yeah. It makes it all worth it. Honestly. I understand. Yeah. 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 When I was going through my darkness, I was like, okay, when I'm ready, I, I have to tell my story because if I can help, if I can reach back and help one person through this moment that I'm going through right now, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I, I have to do it. And it's, it, for me, it like was part of a decision that I made around making sure that the pain wasn't purposeless, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's nobody escapes this world without some sort of something. And we can choose, this isn't my quote, but we can choose to have that make us bitter or better. Right. right. And we are, we're the, we're the transmuters. We're the alchemists that get to choose that. And I, yeah. and I just see that in you so thoroughly. Um, shoot. There was one other thing I wanted to, Oh, I, I have a final question for you. Ooh, la, la. <laughs> Laura, what are you calling in? for the next year? Like, what are you, what are you calling in? Mm-hmm. Great question. I am calling in. I I'm retiring my mom this year. Oh, this geez. is absolutely, this is my desire for this year. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. What a sweet desire and potent desire. Oh, I feel that on every level. Um, Laura, thank you so much for spending this, uh, hour with me and, um, yeah, for everybody listening, go ahead and check out her stuff. And it's just such a thrill to, to see you thriving and just really like, so on your journey, it's very inspiring to me. So thank you. Mm, thank you so much. You're such an inspiration to me as well. So I'm very honored and grateful. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Calling It In podcast. If you like what you hear, do me a solid and share it out. Also, make sure to subscribe so that you get the notifications for when the next one drops. Really appreciate you being here. If there's anything you would like to talk about or share, Slide into my DMs. You can find me on Instagram at Shauna, S-H-A-W-N-A underscore Mox, M-O-X. And I'd love to hear from you.